I think this is an important time to be talking about this as we head into the holidays. And certainly the Halloween candy plays a big role in this as well. I yeah, certainly see numbers go up uh, with my patients at this time of the year when we talk about sugars. And I think it's important to tell our listeners about the different types of diabetes. Type 1 is typically juvenile onset. Those are our young people. Type 2 used to be adult onset, but because of inactivity and obesity uh, in our young people early in their lives, we are seeing type 2 diabetics in our teenagers um, because of certainly some of what we're talking about today. And then there's this thing called pre-diabetes. And after attending a really good um, heart disease uh, conference last week up at Cleveland Clinic, Maine, uh, the risk if you are found to have pre-diabetes is very, very significant. And so I think our message today uh, is you know, what can we do to keep our sugars down, what foods, what candies are better for us than others, uh, but also to get tested for pre-diabetes. And there's this number rate called an A1C that you and I are familiar with, and all that means to our listeners is there is a blood test that can be done that can tell us what your sugars have done over the last three months. And so that number falls into a range from typically 5 to perhaps 13, 14, or 15, and 6.5 or less, uh, or less than 6.5 typically is pre-diabetes if you're 5.7 to 6.4. But 6.5 and an A1C and above is defined as diabetes. So uh, for our listeners, there's a blood test that can tell us what your sugars have done over the last three months, and that can help determine prediabetes. But as you were indicating, uh, even in prediabetes, which means some sugars are running high, it begins to really impact our kidneys, our eyes, our hearts, our skin, uh, certainly. Um, you know, a number of different things, our GI tract. You know, I had a patient come in a few weeks ago that was spontaneously vomiting uh, without any nausea or anything like that, just throwing up. And a lot of that was due to high sugars for a long period of time because of the nerves that go uh, and innervate the stomach. And so we know that nerves are damaged when sugars run high. All the more reason to be really watchful and screening for uh, these high sugar states. So lots of things can be prevented uh, if we know what our sugar is and if we know the right things that are going to help us really make a difference with regards to uh, damage down the road. Lots we can do. A lot is within our reach, and I think that's what's important for us to talk about today. Yeah, and, and let's get that because you can really help out your body's flow by, one, getting rid of as many sugars as you can, staying active and doing the lifestyle adjustments. And, Debbie, I know you want to talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So when we talk about improving this A1C number or lowering our sugar, several ways uh, to be able to improve that number. One is exercise. You've heard Ray and I talk about walking, walking, walking. Any kind of movement is going to help uh, the body use insulin more efficiently so it can process sugar in the blood. So any movement that you can do is going to be helpful. Eating right, we're going to talk about uh, some of the foods that absolutely can make a difference. Uh, we talked about foods that are a problem with uh, sugar, like our sugar beverages. Any beverage you're taking in, you know, water's terrific. A splash of lemon, a splash of lime uh, can be very helpful. But uh, taking in uh, beverages that have high sugars, like even our flavored coffees, can really take us down the wrong path. Uh, white breads, white flours, rice, pasta, all concerns uh, if we're taking in a lot of that. 
fruit flavored yogurt. Nothing better than plain yogurt with fresh fruit on it. But fruit are strawberry yogurts, blackberry, raspberry are all a problem with regards to sugar. Uh, sweet breakfast cereal. A lot of us like cereal in the morning. You should be reaching for high fiber cereals as opposed to those frosted flakes or honey nut Cheerios. Um, flavored coffee, we mentioned honey and maple syrup, a big concern. And even our dried fruit, we need to be careful with. Um, and obviously, there are a lot of foods that lower our three-month average sugar, and beans, beans, and beans, uh, black beans, kidney beans, pinto beans, chickpeas, all good things because they're high in fiber that lower your sugar. The right fruits and veggies. Uh, so a lot of our green vegetables are very, very good for us. Uh, we know the berries tend to be higher in fiber. Uh, nuts, walnuts, almonds, peanuts, good, good things. Whole grain pastas, when you uh, go to that grocery store or a shelf, and look to pick your pasta, be looking at some of the whole grain. There's actually even uh, chickpea um, pasta out there that's actually better for you than the regular white pasta. Um, cereal, and, you know, again, the high-fiber cereal, oats, always good choices. Black seeds and, of course, our protein, our eggs, uh, cheese, lean meats, things along those lines. So a lot of ways to be able to lower that three-month average sugar uh, so that you uh, hopefully, if you are pre-diabetic, that you don't head down that path because it's absolutely within your reach, right? Okay, so pre-diabetic, and I think this is important, again, to center in on, and I know you've spent a couple of minutes there. Talk about the difference between pre-diabetic and having full-fledged diabetes. It sounds to me from the outside looking in, Debbie, that it might be a little bit easier to turn that corner and pull back on some of that before you get into the full-blown diabetes. Sure, absolutely, and that's the beauty of that. If you ask for this A1C, hemoglobin A1C screening test, um, and find out that you are in that 5.7 to 6.4 range, which is pre-diabetes, which means you have some sugars that are high, not all, but some, uh, we can absolutely make a huge difference. According to this conference and all these cardiologists, they were very, very, very proactive in putting some of these folks on meds that are pre-diabetic, right? So we have some medications that we can work with. We have weekly tiny injections, um, as you see some of the commercials on TV, that help with weight loss and sugar control, um, and once a week to bring these down. And so lots that we can do if we find that this number is high. So it's really a number uh, that we're looking at a range when you say, hey, what's the difference between pre and full-blown diabetes? Pre gives us a chance because we're early in the process to make a difference. Um, and we know that if we don't heed that warning or those concerns, that about 70% of us go on to full-blown diabetes. And that's when we're looking at circulation concerns, stomach concerns, stroke, heart attack, um, things that really put us at risk. So, again, as I say to my patients, what we do today tells us how 10 to 20 years down the road are going to go. So everything you do today, choices you make, absolutely impact, impact your quality of life down the road. I do want to mention there are a few uh, recommendations out there as we head into Halloween, right, uh, for candies. We know that peanut M&Ms, because the peanuts are in the M&Ms, it tends to help uh, not, uh, allow the sugar not to go as high. All of these are fun size. None of these are regular size candies. Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, uh, they have protein uh, and they've got some fiber. So obviously the smaller versions of that is a nice option. Skittles, fun size Skittles, 
have the lower carb choices. Snickers, because of the peanuts, a mini Snickers uh, bite uh, that uh, offers you some protein. Twizzlers also tend to be lower in a smaller uh, uh, serving size. And a Tootsie Roll Pop, uh, longer lasting treats, you take it in over a period of time, um, and it tends not to be as detrimental as some of the larger serving sizes. So fun sizes is the way to go uh, for uh, this coming up weekend. And, you know, I was also reading particularly to the fun sizes of the candies and they're even with inflation and everything they're even a little bit smaller this year as well with the fun sizes debbie the other thing and it's kind of off your beaten path a little bit but i'm sure you know about this in talking with your patients and that's reading the labels on certain foods and stuff and we'll see sugars and then we'll see an area where it says added sugars and i can you give us a little bit of education on what all that means for our listeners Sure. You know, I, a lot of patients are drinking beverages and they think that it's a diet beverage. And I tell them, look at that label. That label should say zero, 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 zero. <clears throat> so uh, important to be reading all labels when we're looking at certainly any of these foods. But beverages, that's a big one to make sure that you have a diet drink or a drink that is not uh, high in sugar. We look at carbs. We look at added sugars. Uh, things like breads, potatoes, pastas. Those are all carbs that break down to sugars. And then there are added sugars to the foods that we are taking in. So there's um, uh, natural carbs that break down to sugars, and then there are added sugars. So you really have to take that into account. They claim that if you are on a 2,000-calorie meal plan a day, no more than 200 calories should be from added sugars. And, of course, we are typically way above that, because if you include your breads, potatoes, pasta, and rice, things along those lines, it really can take us up pretty easily. And a reminder, Ray, that a lot of our patients will find they really hurt the next day. Their joints hurt after that candy bar, that trick-or-treat candy, that pie, uh, that cake. And that's because high sugars create inflammation. So you actually reduce inflammation by increasing your protein and monitoring your carbs and sugars. Um, so, again, lots that's within our reach. Uh, our immune system takes a hit from all of this as well. And so another good reason is we head into flu and certainly COVID uh, uh, potential concerns coming uh, down the pike that you really monitor sugars and keep them as well controlled as possible.